whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, hopefully this is the only podcast you're listening to and not our little bonus one we did chuck out last night. That is only for the sick-minded and overly curious listeners amongst you. Uh, I wanted to keep my description of the disgusting meme that I saw the other week and alluded to out of the sanctity of all-day breakfast, Matt O'Kine. Absolutely. It's like every now and then if you're having a nice, healthy salad, you know, you just got to sneak off and have a disgusting piece of fried chicken, you know, just to really satisfy the craving. Well, that extra bonus bite that we gave you late last night, that's your little piece of... uh, of crispy skin. Exactly. Okay? You're not just dribbling skin into your fresh, wholesome salad. you got to <laughs> eat them separately. Okay. You know, That's our policy. My, my daughter has started to understand when I'm doing the secret scoff. So I've got to, like, eat in... In secrecy now, it's really <laughs> like she like like it's really shameful because like I I would normally just you know be able to have a just a few pieces of shredded cheese you know <laughs> you know I'm at, I'm at the fridge I'm wondering what I'm gonna have for lunch oh yep. there's some there's some grated cheese in a bag just pop a few into my mouth but she will just point to it and go huh huh so she <laughs> wants it so now I find myself hiding. In the fridge, eating grated cheese like a like I, I feel so using shameful. the fridge door as some yeah. sort of protection from the, exactly. <laughs> from the view. This the secret scoff, you know. Let us know what your secret scoff is. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Oh, my partner saw someone do a secret scoff of a pie in an alleyway the other day because because she walked past and the dude was carrying two coffees and just having a secret pie scoff and then walking back into his. House with the two coffees. All right. Well, there's an unplanned <laughs> talk back for you. When have you done a secret scoff? Uh, feel free to get in touch because we do have a, a website, which is pretty cool. Um, we might have mentioned that later. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to be mentioning it. Oh, I'm just getting a head shake. No, no website from us. <laughs> do not check the internet. <laughs> We're not ready. <laughs> Don't come in. I'm not dressed yet. <laughs> um, but we do have a massive show. We're going to be chatting. Uh, there's going to be a low court of Australia. We're going to be making some decisions about where you stand in the uh, in the housemate pecking order. Um, Alex uh, did something with his girlfriend recently. Well, that sounds worse than the story I'm going to tell. That's going to be a <laughs> no, very boring story. Speaking now. of your partner, I saw we got a message in our in our DMs at dot matt at matt alex on Instagram, which I'd love to uh, know whether you have seen this before. All right, and uh, the interview to end all interviews up next. Matt O'Kine and Alex Dyson sitting down with the great man. You'll be finding out a bit more about that in a moment. It's all day breakfast. G'day. All day breakfast. All right, Matt, let's just get this out of the way first and foremost so people don't think we're doing anything weird. But me and my girlfriend in the morning, I wake up a lot earlier most of the time, a little breakfast radio hangover Mm. uh, curse that I have of getting up early. But uh, this this particular morning I woke up cycling through your your memes and I just saw a (laughs) very funny photo of a cat that made me laugh a lot. And I laughed out too loud and woke her up early. You know, stayed up too late and she's woken up in the morning from me laughing at a cat. But I think it's <laughs> I think it's fair enough. Like, have a look at this photo. I'll bring bring it up for you. Look at this look at this cat. Oh, it's all stuck with its little <laughs> neck brace. It's very cute. The face pressed up like a frog on a on a, you know, fish tank. It's very cute. It's in the cone of shame, but it's like a totally clear 
cone of shame and its face is up in a little frown. But anyway, I found that very adorable and I was laughing. And it was the perfect antidote to something that we should be apologising for, Matt O'Kine, uh, which is the bonus episode that went up last night. Well, no, when it, when I'm not apologising for it. Why not? It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but that's 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 why we made the bonus episode. You know, I mean, it's it's disgusting, and it has and it has stained my brain. Mm. But I don't apologise for us letting the world know. Um, what we, did, we did did mention uh, putting up a bonus episode of a meme that I saw. Uh, I'll try and put the cat on our Instagram as well, just to make sure that we're all we're all sorted. But. Uh, the messages have already started to come in from last night's uh, particular incident. Matt O'Kine, you've got a couple of sho- you know what? shockers I, there. I, looking back on it, we probably shouldn't have released the episode before, just before people were going to bed. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like you but don't need... that's probably, you don't have a meal coming up when you're going to bed. <laughs> and so it's probably good. Yeah. Um, Mac Daddy on Instagram said, well, that bonus episode's ruined my week. Sorry, Mac. I told you not to listen to it. Yeah. I don't know how much warning you need. Uh, on the Discord, we've had a couple of people uh, entitled Boomer said, well, I'm not hungry anymore. Uh, Shannon Tilney goes, well, that gave me the squirmies. You tell, let me tell you what else. The word squirmies gives me the squirmies. Uh, <laughs> Blake Goldie on Instagram says, I saw that meme last year. For weeks, it would randomly pop into my head. It, it's one of those things. Blipe says, Jesus Christ, at Tepid Heat, my name on our Discord. People do not listen to the bonus episode. I beg you. <laughs> And uh, Cobb says, genuinely taking your advice and not listening to that special meme podcast. I'm very curious, but trusting your advice that my life will be better off without it. That's the thing. Like it's, people could think we're trying reverse psychology on them to say, don't listen to the thing to try and get them, you know, or get them curious and stuff. Not worth it. It's genuinely not worth it. We're only putting it up there for the people who were so curious that they messaged us constantly saying, what was it? What was it? So Yeah. And, and, but I mean, and then there's some people who are just like, cool. I ain't worried. Like someone, someone literally just texted in, said, uh, said, yeah, is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. Sorry that it's not disgusting enough for you, you freak. Well, uh, we did show it uh, to our uh, digital producer, Matt Sarancini as well, and he said it was messed up. So, And the problem <laughs> is now that we've talked about it so much, I keep thinking of it more. I know. Anyway. And someone someone, someone text sent in a thing onto our Instagram as well saying, hey, is this the one? <laughs> and no, it wasn't the one. But now I have two. <laughs> now I have two pictures ruining my day. Anyway, I vow to you right now, this is the last we'll talk about it, so it will stop being annoying to you. And also, actually, I'm not, no, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. We're moving on with our lives, Matt. Yes, a big interview happening uh, very recently with one of the kings of radio. It's coming up next. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Yes, you're right, Matt. A bit of chat this week about the journalistic show 60 Minutes, whether the promos they're putting out, whether the interview questions, it's just getting a little bit clickbaity, you know, it's getting a little bit sensationalist potentially, uh, which is interesting. They had an interview recently where, you know, your advertising says one thing. In the end, it's it's almost like the literary equivalent of saying, and it was all a dream. Like it's just a real letdown for the for the viewers. Yeah, it, was a, it was, has been over its years uh, a bastion of journalistic integrity. And I look 
despite what's happened in the news recently, you and I have had nothing but good times with our involvement for 60 Minutes. Exactly. Uh, Carl Stefanovic, one of the all-time great interviewers, and I thought that he was a true professional when he interviewed you and I for 60 Minutes. Good evening and welcome to the program. I'm Carl Stefanovic. Carl, the big man. So great to be here with you. Thank you for taking the time to interview us. What have you been up to? Well, like we've released All Day Breakfast. It's our daily podcast, which is pretty awesome. Oh, but I think the big news is Matt and I have just hit the highest partnership in a backyard cricket game in the world. It's not what you might imagine. The king of radio to be doing in his downtime in downtown LA. No, it's not. But you'd be surprised how excited Americans get about any type of sport. <laughs> Especially when Matt O'Kine is smashing them all over the place. He did this one pull shot, right? It went so far. And when you saw each other, you knew it was going to be naturally a big hit. We did, yeah. We locked eyes beforehand and I just knew he was going large over mid-wicket. And um, I think it was Ryan Reynolds was bowling uh, at the time. He was sending down absolute junk. So this ball came in just short of a length. And look, the rest is history. Yeah, it's true, Carl. Honestly, I've never hit one so sweet. It just sailed right over the fence. It's just a shame we are playing six and out. With the good comes the bad. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention, Ryan's house is right next to Billy Connolly. So, you know, Billy wasn't happy having a tennis ball come over the fence and ding his brand-new roadhog. Not surprisingly... The outrage was immediate. Oh, you better believe it. He came out yelling. Actually, he grabbed the ball, held it out and shouted, You Aussie f***s are giving me the squirmies! What does that even mean? Oh, it's, it's like when you feel like all gross, like, like, you know, about something. He uses dirty jokes as a shield. Yeah, probably, but he's been doing that for decades. But I think, look, in the end, we explained the situation to him and it was all cool. In fact, he was the one who gave us these kilts. What do you reckon? Reckon you can guess what's underneath them, Carl? Oh, my God. I just got a glimpse. Oh, oh, crap. Sorry, I, I really need to stop manspreading. How long? Look, it's long enough, OK? When we'll just leave it at that. Plus, apparently my doctor says I'm a late bloomer. It's a grim prognosis. Oh, hey, look, that's it, Carl, OK? If this is the line of questioning, we're leaving. Unbelievable. Come on, Alex. You are messed up. That's, that's it. Yeah. Goodbye, Out Carl. of we'll line, Carl. Out of line! That was creepy. Maybe we remembered that wrong. Maybe he was out of line. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I do, don't recall them. Wow. Anyway, that, yeah, remembered that differently. <laughs> Looked at Carl through rose-covered <laughs> kilts. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Now, Matt, on yesterday's show, we got into uh, one of the greatest examples of someone shirking responsibility the world has has ever seen. Uh, you mentioned a, a Brazilian mayor. Peruvian. Sorry, Peruvian. I was in South America uh, who, <laughs> who tried to avoid uh, the police taking him in for questioning about breaching coronavirus restrictions and... Uh, he played dead. Yep. Jamie Rolando Urbina Torres um, whacked a face mask on, jumped in a coffin when the police knocked on the door. Because like those fainting goats. <laughs> it's fall he down. Was, he was having a massive bender with his friends, the mayor. This is the mayor of the town. Just <laughs> on source, 24 sevs during lockdown, the police come like, Oi, mayor, what are you doing? And mayor's like, can't talk dead. <laughs> right? So, so 
has jumped in the coffin, tried to get away with it. There's video, there's footage of the police talking to him afterwards. He's obviously been sprung. Um, we've all tried to play dead before to get out of trouble. I remember I um, I I said the word dick <laughs> once around the like around some friends at a in a pool mm. and um and I was about 7 and um one of the girls said amma I'm telling your mum and she went inside and I thought well this is it <laughs> I've I'm, I'm I would just never be... financially recover from this <laughs> <laughs> so I just lay floating on my front oh, for ages <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> Just taking little shallow breaths when I could, just hoping I wouldn't yeah. get in trouble. I mean, we've all done it, Mayor, Peruvian well, Mayor. We did ask you, what have you done to avoid getting in trouble? Uh, Liam sent us a message. Uh, I was holding my head all day to hide blood after playing the band game at school, Rock Dodge. <laughs> Wonder what that game's about. <laughs> <laughs> um you uh, you met at six. You said me. I, oh no, yes, it is. You met at six. It'd have to be you me at six. That's an over. Or, or it's or it's you me tat six. Anyway. But um, it says I knew I was going to get in trouble by mum, so I hid in the garage for six hours, hoping she'd go to bed. Similarly, Lachlan egged a house once, got chased, hid in the bushes for four hours. He waited for us. Is how <laughs> the message ends there. But we do have a couple of calls as well. It's a big hello to Christy from Canberra. Hello, Christy. Hi, guys. How are you going? Pretty good, Well, thank, thank you. you very much, Christy. Uh, you've played dead before, I guess. Not me specifically, but but my brother. Ah, uh, yep. Little brother. Uh, my older brother. Older so, brother. Um, oh, he's meant to be setting the example here, Christy. Yes, he absolutely is, but he definitely didn't in the uh, event that I'm about to discuss. Mm-hmm. My brother at age 10 decided to fashion himself a slingshot uh, using pens as missiles. That sounds um, safe. Yes, of course. And um, he decided that the best place to set up his shoebox target was in front of a glass door. Um, And so what he ended up doing was he shot his pen missile at the target. Uh, It hit the glass door instead in our house and shattered the the entire panel. Uh Uh-oh. Let me guess. He then had a heart attack and (laughs) dropped down where he stood. (laughs) So my parents came came running down stairs as you do, and they they said, "Josh, what what on earth happened here?" And he he said, "Well, I was just I was just shooting my my missile at the target, but then I hit the target, but then a bird flew and hit the window at the same time, and and it was the bird." And my parents sort of took a look at the crime scene, and they saw the shoebox target and the um the all the glass that had fallen out of the frame to the outside of the house, which indicates that the shot had clearly come from inside the house. Oh. And I looked at my brother. <laughs> oh, right. what, what are your parents, Sherlock Holmes? I've listened to a lot of crime podcasts, Christy, and that is some serious forensic kind of stuff right there. It's a little bit of CSI Canberra, Christy, I reckon. <laughs> You're going to have to start a new series starring your parents. So thank you very much for the call yes, there. absolutely. We've Thanks, also, guys. No worries. We've also got Emma from the Gold Coast. Hello, Emma. Hello. How are you guys? Really well. What have you done to get out of trouble? So I was 14, so this is why it's such a horrible story. I used to sneak out with my neighbours, but I'm. this is at night time. I'm quite short, so I used to have to use pot plant bases to climb over the fence. 
And one night I broke them. And the next morning my parents were like, Emma, we saw you using the pot plants to get over the fence last night. What were you doing? And I said, oh, well, someone, I thought someone was robbing the house. Little did I know that they actually knew I'd been sneaking out for quite some time because they saw my footprints being stained onto our gate. <laughs> oh, the dirty <laughs> pot plant footprints. This being is... these forensic men, they're, they're so much more switched on than we think they are at the time, aren't they? This should really be parental CSI. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, have, totally. what have you deduced? <laughs> how, have you, how have you cracked the case? If you're a parent right now... How have you cracked a case with your uh, <laughs> with your kid doing the wrong thing? That'd be a good one. Let us know, Emma. I, I mean, did they did they install more security after that? Were they actually worried that it was robbers, or they just knew and you just got grounded? I just got grounded for a very long time. Damn. Goodness me. All right, Emma. Oh well. well. Thank you very much for that one. Stay safe out there, Alex Dyson. People going to extreme lengths. I tell you what, and uh, I think it's we should get the mirror out now and ask the parents. Yeah, we've got some seriously switched on detective parents. They could they could really be cracking some crimes. I swear. Yeah, we'll go. We'll get on to that. It's a future segment uh, on All Day Breakfast. I smell toast. All day breakfast. Hey, Matt, did I ever tell you about my trip to Botswana? Oh, you won it, didn't you? Yeah, it was this ridiculous. I bought a camera and they were having a competition where it was you could win a trip to Botswana. I can't believe that. No one wins anything big. I know. I know. The only thing I've, other thing that I've won is I turned up to these tennis clinics in Warrnambool for like 10 weeks, and I won a tennis racket at the end of that because I was so committed turning up to this tennis clinic. Dad sniffed out a free tennis clinic and um, signed me up. So... I won tickets to the circus when I was six. That's it. The problem was with this one is it came right in the middle of my book deadline. Ugh. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'll just finish the book before I go, right? Mm. Wrong. Of course I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the very <laughs> Very last minute because that's the person I am. You're going to be getting your safari costume ready. You're going to be yeah. thinking about what animals you're going to be spotting. You're not going to be sitting there tapping away on, you know, plot structure. Exactly right. I'm like, of course, it's a long flight. I can just ride it on the plane. You know, it's a long yeah, flight. That's what everyone loves doing. Just, just ride typing. it on, just ride on, it on the Ride it on the plane. You know, yeah. just have a little gin and tonic. And, oh, they've got I, some pretty good movies on this plane, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Working on a plane is the worst place to work in in the whole world. Oh, I'm a little bit sleepy now. I might not. So anyway, flash forward to Alex Dyson Six in a Jeep in. bumping Watching. along a dirty road in the Okavango Delta with his little <laughs> iPad on a flimsy keyboard trying to finish his deadline with no hope of sending it. Like, because there was absolutely no Wi-Fi. I'm there and I'm like, well, this is this is this ruined. I've got <laughs> I, the, the iPad's falling off the the keyboard. It's it's a nightmare. Anyway, I have to do it in camp. So one day, and the only place you can charge is in charge your devices is in the truck. So there's a little tray at the back. I put my iPad and keyboard in there so I can charge up my um my stuff in between, you know, taking photos of leopards. So doing that, then we get back to camp one night. 
look up there, iPad's there, keyboard, not there. And you know, it's dark, look under the seats. We went over a few too many bumps on the way back and my oh, keyboard. No. I remember sensing something because the iPad fell down, was hanging by the cord and I put it back up and I think, oh no, my keyboard has flown out the window of the Jeep. Just getting like munched by some warthog well, you're imagining right now. I literally said to the tour guide, like, I think we lost the thing because you're not allowed to drive around at night in the particular area we're in. I'm like, I think we lost it. Can we go? And he's like, where, where did you lose it? And I'm like, oh, we just went over this big bump. And he's like, oh, yes, because there, there was only one of those on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. A lot of cheek there. Touche. Like, um, can we drive back in the, like, past it in the morning and see? He's like, wow, the hyenas would have got it. And I'm like, oh, no, because the hyenas <laughs> one night did eat our porridge. <laughs> we didn't have porridge in the morning because the hyenas got into the camp. Although you could hope that hyenas did get the keyboard, type up a bit of, you know, a few <laughs> chapters themselves. They got a good sense of humour, I've heard. Well, they probably would have sent it in faster than me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, next morning... We drive along the road, like, and also there's other people in the safari, so I'm not going to say, sorry, everyone, we're not going to see them. We're going to try and find my <laughs> iPad keyboard. Because the alternative was me typing it, like, little Forget finger it. style on nah. the iPad screen. A or novel. Did you, did you think about just speaking the novel to, you know, the voice recognition? I did not. Every dictating second it. word just being potato or something, <laughs> you know, you're like, no, I didn't say that. It's a completely different book. Anyway, driving up the, this, apparently the same road that we were in before and about an hour in, in the tyre tracks of this thing in the middle of the Okavango Delta is my iPad keyboard like Excalibur sticking out of the sword in the stone <laughs> in the middle of the... Uh, of the of Botswana. Yes! And I found the keyboard again, finished the novel, sent it in, and uh, it was one of the most glorious moments of my not life, seeing this, this keyboard there. And um, I just thought, finding something after losing it like that, I, it's, there's, there's an indescribable feeling that you get once, against all odds, something against hyenas, against sand, other cars driving over it, you know, and because a minute later, a car went past the same direction we were going. It could have driven over it. It could have picked it up out of the sand and went off. We wouldn't have known. It would have been gone. Dude, that feeling of finding something that you thought of lost, incredible. See this? See, I'm holding it up right now. See this thing? It's a little IR headphone for your phone. These buds. are the curse of my, of my existence. These little rubber things that sit on your earbuds, right? I always lose them. The other day... Lost one. I thought I've I've used all of the replacements I have. I'm going to have to go on eBay, try and buy some new bud rubbery things. I was furious all morning, annoyed about this thing. Post on Twitter, oh, does anyone know how to get replacement buddy things? <laughs> Someone goes, oi, check your ear. Wait. Yep. You're yep. <laughs> After yep. posting on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> So, so I'm like, oh, it, is. it was a bit muffled. And well, because so many people were like, check your ear. Like, and I was like, and, and the first one, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, check. my God. Yeah, so, but I just didn't think about it. Check again. Well, we would like to know from you, what is something that you have lost that has miraculously come back to you? Somehow, we'd love to know whether it is you found it by driving kilometers through a national park 
or whether you just checked your own ear hole for a second time. <laughs> We'd love for you to let us know. Big news coming out of the Supreme Court yesterday, Alex Dyson, with uh, judges ruling that the money that Celeste Barber raised for the bushfire appeal um, for, specifically for the New South Wales Rural Firefighter Service, unable to be redistributed to any other charities or rural firefighting services. Unbelievable. It's these, these sort of high courts, Supreme Courts, county courts in Australia, they make some big, big Big rulings. That's tough. I mean, it, it's not an easy decision to make. Mm. You know, they have their reasons, but that's why that, that these people are experts. They've been put in the job mm. um, to make the tough calls. But the general public look at these, sometimes look at these decisions and go, what is going on? They need a court that they can trust. And that's why Australians turn to Matt and Alex's low court of Australia. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt Alex's Low Court of Australia. That's right, it's the lowest court in the land. The decisions that the other courts refuse to take. Matt and I get up on the bench, grab our gavels. We get busy with it. Uh, we got uh, a message on Discord. You can jump onto our Discord conversation by going to our Instagram, hitting the link and inviting to this little ecosystem where we've got plenty of discussions. And if you hit the Low Court of Australia thread, you can add your case to the growing list. I mean, like a DA's office, Matt, the filing system just comes through and through. We've got to get through them. And uh, Anthony has gotten in touch with us. Anthony, hello. How are you? Hello, boys. I'm well, thanks. That's great to hear, Anthony. Um, you have a, a situation you'd like settled in the low court of Australia. Can we, uh, can we discuss the matter, please? Yes. Yeah, so uh, basically last week I cooked a, a lovely red chicken pesto pasta for the family mm. and... Uh, at the end of the night, there was a bit of leftover, so of course I st- stored it away in a Tupperware container. And uh, next day, um, comes to lunchtime, I'm working from home at the moment, so you know, need to duck down for a quick lunch and head to the fridge and find that the Tupperware container is half empty. And I'm going, obviously, straight away, very, very upset. You know, I was looking forward to this chicken pesto pasta, so I come storming back upstairs and knock on my sister's door and ask if she ate it, and she did, and she said that I had no right to those leftovers and that it is free game. Um, wow. I'm very upset with it. Wow. Whoa, Anthony, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, whoa. first first matter that we need to contend with, if this is a ruling on whether your red chicken pesto pasta sounds delicious then I'd like some, well, uh, guilty. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the second ruling, we'll have to refer to the defendant, your sister, Maddie, is she on the line? Yeah, I'm here, ready to defend my case. Now, this is interesting. We do have you in the same room. We usually don't like the plaintiffs and the defendants uh, next to each other, but it, it seems on speaker phone here that we've got you both. Uh, so just please, if you, I can ask you to uh, restrain yourselves and have a bit of discipline as we bring this ruling into play. Uh, we've heard from uh, the plaintiff. Uh, Anthony, you've told us your side of the story. Maddie, can you let us know exactly from your perspective what went on? Recipe. This is my recipe. Oh, oh, we've got a counterclaim. Oh, we have a counterclaim, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Order. Order. I started cooking this recipe first. Like, completely made it up myself. And he's stolen it. So whenever he cooks it for dinner, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, this is what I... like. Objection. Objection, Your Honour. Objection. Objection. 
please. Right. I don't see what this has to do with the case or what. <laughs> oh, well, did, we, did pre-trial, did this get admitted into evidence? I'm not no, sure. If, if we try to get a gag order onto the origins of the recipe, this I did not realise that we were going to go down this path. All right, so that happens, though, uh, Maddie. And then let's just say the next day you go in, have a look in the fridge. Tell me what happens from when the fridge door swung open. Well, the fridge door swings open and I'm just looking at the fridge and there wasn't much there to choose from. And the pasta, it's in the Tupperware container already. All i got to do is put it in the microwave for a quick 30 seconds and I've got lunch. Ooh, so I'm like, it's tempting, isn't it? I, what like, what was that pesto I'm wearing? <laughs> <laughs> it had um, some cherry tomatoes on the top and I, I put some parmesan cheese on top myself just to give it a little extra... Mm, oh, so okay. does that even does that make it a little bit of ownership if you're also using yeah. it? Look, okay. I'm making it my own. Okay, you fair know? enough. And you only took half. Now, Anthony seems to claim that this was a whole meal. You claim that there were two meals there. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. It was a huge Tupperware container. Like, I don't know how much like this boy needs to eat if he's going to eat that whole thing. Like, there was so much left. Okay, so you felt that there. A, it was your recipe, and B, what you ate did not constitute taking a meal out of someone else's mouth. It was two meals. You had what you thought you were entitled to there. Absolutely. I didn't think I took the smaller portion, if I'm being honest. Whoa. Oh, okay. okay. Now, now, now Maddie, let me ask you this. Outrageous. Let me ask you this. What's your history like, Anthony? What's your history like with the leftovers in the fridge? Have you taken maybe a snack or two that wasn't rightfully yours in the past. Maddie, can you can you tell us whether well, Anthony's guilty well, no, of this? See, this in the past is exactly where her case falls apart. In the <laughs> past, she, she cooked something in the past. She cooked a dinner, and the next day when I went to go eat it, she said, no, you can't have it. I cooked it. So then, therefore, going forward, I was under the... Um, you know, understanding oh. that no, no leftover should be touched unless it was by the cook. Okay, oh. hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, <laughs> she, didn't even, she didn't even ask. Okay, she Maddie. Okay, Maddie. Response there. <laughs> Have you? Is there a precedent in a case, Anthony versus Maddie, uh, in from 2016, in which uh, the the rule was that whoever cooked it can eat it. I don't remember this, boys. I don't. Okay. I don't remember. The old I, don't I do not recall. <laughs> oh, See yeah, that in many okay. Senate estimates. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Now this is this is a more complicated a case I've never come across here on the World Court of Australia. Matt O'Kine, uh, you are our uh, sharehouse expert. I mean, you've you've done it for many years in the past. We are out of mm. those days, but please tell us where where you f- you're finding the uh, the gavel coming down on this one. Look, I think unless that it's. Ex- explicitly said not to touch any food in the fridge as a family it's mm. you know all for one one for all kind of thing um if you're there and if you're hungry mm. then it's good to go anthony you really should have made made you know you should have what I'd be doing is doing the airport bag sort of glad wrapping <laughs> around the container so that there's no one okay. you know, taking anything in, putting anything, taking anything out. Can I ask a follow-up question here as well, Maddie? Do you know the time at which it was eaten? Okay, because if it's an 11 a.m., the cooker of the meal did not get an opportunity to have lunch. Oh. If it's a 1 to 2 p.m., it's like, well, it looks like this is not going to get eaten. It's only going to get worse sitting here in the fridge. I'm going to go for it first. Do you recall the time of the incident? Um... I do eat lunch quite early. It could have possibly been around 
11.30. Oh, <laughs> no, no. That's boys, brunch. Boys, let me just say, <laughs> that is almost breakfast, Maddie. 12, so I can tell you it was before 12. Okay. okay. No, look. All right. Look, I'm willing to make a call on mm. this, uh, Judge Dyson. Okay, I am going it. to say here's the ruling. Maddie, um, I find you guilty of, oh, of, no way. of um, one count of, of leftovers theft. Mm. It is your recipe, so you'll have no problem cooking another batch up for the plaintiff, um, of which you only owe one meal to him and all of <laughs> the leftovers okay, are yours. It- we got to get into intellectual property here in the counterclaim, okay? What does Anthony owe Maddie in order for using the recipe? Does he owe royalties? No, no. I, what I think we should do from this point on is just each of you individually get bar fridges for your bedrooms, <laughs> all right? And then you will never have this problem again. Guys, thank you very much for being part of the Low Court of Australia. Case dismissed. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. And Matt O'Kine, just like sand through the hourglass, uh, that brings us to the end of another all day breakfast. Yeah, we're so uh, grateful for everyone who's been dropping us lines on Instagram, Matt at matt.n.alex. I think we'll we get have it one that. day. <laughs> they, well, I think the website is up. We haven't, our producer's saying don't tell anyone about the website, but check the, check the website. Just you need, give it a look. You need people that you trust to test those sort of things out with. Yeah. You know, you don't. Exactly. You don't want to have your first time with some really hot superstar that you'll be embarrassed, you know, to be terrible in front of. We want you, our closest friends, to break our website virginity right now, and just just understanding that we're quite inexperienced with it at the moment, and. You know, we haven't maybe shaved or, you know, there's, there's things going on with the website that, you know, could potentially be uh, poor. Much like the way that this analogy <laughs> started so out. I'm glad that this is the end of the episode. Started out, you know, a little it. bit raw, but you can tell that I'm doing my he best at it. He has cooked it. Uh, the enthusiasm should be there. And, that you know, when you're looking at it. The eggs are well and truly scrambled, my friend. That's, that's, Order's up. All I'm saying is go easy on me. Mattandalex.com.au. Check it out. Bye. See you tomorrow.